met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Uh, welcome to another episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee. And for tonight, we have an abundance of fascination on the agenda. For sure. Uh, basically, ladies and gentlemen, we've got one of our incredible listeners joining us. Uh, I, I am a very, very interested in what he's got to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Headless Giant. And now then, me. Hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm Headless Giant. It's kind of an allegory. Um, if you'd like, I could explain my name a little bit, and it'll probably explain a lot of what I have to say tonight. Um, nice the, one, mate. Yeah, the, uh, the idea behind Headless Giant is that humans as a collective consciousness, we're all kind of headless. We're born without knowing where we are, knowing where we came from, knowing where we're going. And the entire pursuit of empires throughout history is to drill ahead on top of that giant and direct everybody where they should go even though you know it's not a good idea you know yeah. so if you look back throughout history you've got the roman head you've got the american head that they're trying to put on everything now you got the technocracy head and it's just this hodgepodge of different pieces that are being screwed into the neck of uh, collective conscious humanity to try and put a head on this giant but i believe we're better off as a headless giant you've got a point mate <laughs> you have got a point uh... And I love the concepts as well. It's different. I mean, let's face it, um, we're all unique in our own way anyway. So I love it, mate. Right. So what we uh, originally con connected about was the OA. And we're talking about the movements in that show. And if, if people haven't seen it, OA is a show on Netflix about this uh, blind girl who comes back after after being missing a long time and everybody sees her as completely different because she now has sight and she has a purpose in life and before she yes. had gone missing she was adopted by this family and there's a huge backstory how she came from russian oligarchs and all the rest of this stuff but the important part that i think a lot of people miss about that show is the idea of the movements themselves right they think that it's some sort of secret dance that you can only get to by, uh, you know, dying and being reborn over yeah. and over again. And that's a part of it. But I think people have to get the basic definitions out of the way of what they're looking at so that they can understand shows like The OA better. Right. So yeah. let's go over a couple of definitions. Uh, first one I want to go over is magic. Right. Magic, magic. is best defined as creating an illusion to influence reality. 
right? And this goes directly right, to your okay. podcast, Subconscious Realms, is because all of us, every day, when we have a plan, we're creating an illusion to influence reality. Anytime an architect has a blueprint, that's an illusion. It's not the building, but it's used to influence reality. It's used to build that building, right? Yeah, so yeah. everything we do, like that definition of magic covers it. Unfortunately, it makes it so broad that it's really hard to define where the where the drawing line is between, you know, magic and everyday activity. Yeah, right? yeah. But, you know, Aleister Crowley was asked, why do you do magic? And he said, because I have no choice. And if you look at his definition of magic is, you know, um, working under the will, that's, it, that's not the case, right? A lot of people are subconsciously influenced by other people's illusions, and they end up working towards their will, right? So his, his definition of magic only goes into the personal moving forward aspect, but it's not really all of magic. And if you, if you really comes down to brass tacks, you gotta look at the idea of the Maya, which is um, the, I believe it's the Buddhist or Hindu concept of the whole world being an illusion. And that's sort of the case, because if you think about it, Everything exists in the past, present, and the future, right? So if everything yeah. exists in the future as it's moving forward, that means that there's an entire world of magic that creates that illusion that influences reality as we're moving from one moment to the next. Yeah, so it's sort of like almost like a matrix-type um, realm. Do you right. think that, that would be but a good interpretation? It's, it's very close, right? I yeah. think with the matrix, they're trying to create this artificial reality that is so all encompassing that the illusion is uh, created by something that you can touch. The problem is, I don't, I don't think we exist in a dimension where you could touch the creators of the illusion. It's like layers yeah. upon layers upon layers of illusion that make up reality itself. And so to be able to touch that would be a completely you know, separate dimension. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that uh, that description. Then of my, it will be basically like a, a computer game, near enough. Like you see, you in can't touch. Like you couldn't if you're like playing a character in Call of Duty, you couldn't reach into the game through and through the television screen. You couldn't do it, could you? Right, and. A lot of ways, the, the continuity between all these dimensions is consciousness, right? So from one dimension to the next, you're talking about a similar consciousness, a similar form of uh, understanding that, that place, but not a similar material reality. Yeah, yeah. And you could say that the bridge between those different dimensions and those different understandings of reality would be movements and um, illusions in this reality that bridge the gap, right? And bridging yeah. the gap is very important. That's why you do meditation. You're trying to bridge the gap between alternate realities that potentially have the uh, ability to exist in the future, right? That's what you're moving yeah. towards. And in a lot of ways, what the show shows is that when um, when they're in this hopeless situation where they're underground being killed over and over again and being resuscitated and learning these different motions, all it is is their own illusions 
influencing that reality because if there's no way out but they still have hope yeah the the bridge is sort of drawn to them instead of them being drawn to the bridge yeah yeah like having like the reverse effect exactly reverse causation right and a lot of people see those motions as being the result of dying over and over again when really it could be the result of their desire to escape yeah right so yeah that that makes sense that doesn't it mate right so that's that's one definition i want to get out of the way about the magic part is that you're creating these illusions along with experiencing the illusions that are being created elsewhere coming together to create reality and now the second uh definition i'd like to get out of the way is is mankind right mankind. mankind isn't really what you think it is you're not a man i'm not a man we are human-shaped donuts right we got a hole in our face and a hole in our ass and everything passes through <laughs> us right we are human-shaped donuts animals are animal-shaped donuts right and scientists are more interested in the dough and as spiritual beings as as occultists we should be more interested in the whole right what is the motivating factor what is the thing that's driving you forward what's the thing that's propelling your stomach to go out and get these things because that is what should be making the difference to us that's what we should be focused in our own life like if we're focused on the whole in our own life we can better manage our own activities and our behaviors so yeah. Everybody who gets so focused on the dough will never see the whole. And everybody who's focused on the whole can now start driving their human-shaped donut vessel body in the proper direction. But that hole itself, that's another portal, right? That's the portal that we're using is, is our desires. That's the portal, right? Yeah. And so back to the motions again, as these human-shaped donuts, their their hunger is to get out right and the way that they do that is by finding these illusions that help them accomplish that goal i get you mate yeah right and so if if we're if we're looking at it from that perspective then you can start to see how the subconscious really plays out in reality because their subconscious was so focused on that goal it became you know just an easy process once they found out that there are ways out that they could get out they were sort of like yeah. in plato's cave to bring it back to another allegory right yeah. so yeah. they're being shown shadows on the wall that also help them get out right the shadows on the wall happen every time they would they would be killed and come back to life and those yeah. those shadows were these motions and they had to perfect them and it was the focus of their minds that helped drive them forward towards that goal and it seemed like an entirely hopeless situation this guy had planned for every conceivable out but his downfall was his appetite for the thing he wanted because he had seen enough the guy go back to the show a little bit the guy who had imprisoned all of them down in this basement yeah <clears throat> had seen um people who had near-death experiences sort of uh perform miracles and he wanted to understand that better and the only way he could think of even though it was unethical was to kidnap the people who had these near-death experiences put them in a in a prison cell in his basement and then have them work for him as he killed them and brought them back over and over again to find out what's on the other side 
do you know something, mate? I think that's when when I first started watching it. Uh, firstly, it I thought, you know, I I, I like a program where it is that's got a challenging build up, like because it's not quick. Um, you know, it's yeah. got it's got a story to it. It's got a good story to it. But you've got to you've got to give it time. I guess it's like anything, really. You give it time, and and it is rewarding when you realise what's actually going on, because right. it's it sort of. I didn't know what to expect. I know what it what it read, but like when you read like the synopsis of it, and that what what I believe you're gonna expect, it's not what it portrays. It's completely yeah. different, and I think that's what 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 was so appealing for me. Um, no doubt I will watch it again but that's it's worth the second and, and third time through like they lose their man. focus they lose their focus on the next seasons but that first season resonates so well because they talk about these eternal concepts that everybody's thought of right everybody's thought of what's on the other side is there it's something so on the other interesting, side isn't it? so it's right. like that how those near death experience I mean well that got me thinking was I wonder if this this is something that um, does this really happen when you have an ear experience? Do you come back with some sort of gift? You know, right. it's just uh, it's so interesting. Well, that near death experience is interesting too because what what happens when you're uh, having a near death experience and then coming back is you're creating the illusion of death, and that illusion of death. Once you've created it, either through meditation, like uh, we, we both talked about, New York Patriot. The way that he would create the illusion of death is through deep states of meditation and then crossing over the abyss, which is like crossing over the dividing line between, you know, and coming back is when you influence reality. So it goes along the same definition of magic. Even stage magicians, they're creating an illusion to influence reality, create amazement in the audience. It's just so fucking interesting, isn't it? Absolutely. That's that's yeah. like what you've just described then about New York Patriot. That basically that that's that's how that's how it um, comes across is is that uh, doctor is he wants to create that right and, and um, he's a materialist. It's remarkable, yeah. He's a materialist, so he thinks that the only way to get there is by simulating death over and over and over again. He's focused on the dough. He's not focused on the whole, right? If he was focused on the whole, he wouldn't be killing anybody. He'd be saying, well, this is inside of me, and I can simulate death anytime I want to just by putting my mind to it. Instead yeah, of thinking yeah. that, he thinks, I've got to kill these people over and over again to get the concrete data. The dough yeah. is right here. I can make as many donuts as I want to from this dough. The problem is, is it doesn't work that way. You've got to have the whole. Right? But For again, sure, mate. For sure. Once you, once you have that simplistic definition of what a human being is then you can start to understand the bigger picture right yeah so you know the third definition i'd like to go into a little bit is is probably the most important to magic and that has to do with the types of languages there are there are only two types of language yeah there are only two types of language all right there's water language and water language is pretty simply defined as Water speaking to itself. Water doesn't really talk to anything else. It just speaks to itself. Right. And then the other type of language is air language. And air language 
is where you've got a cave on the shore of this vast ocean that that has air coming out of the the hole of the cave going past the rocks and there's a fish inside that cave and he's slapping his tail against those rocks trying to get the attention of the rest of the ocean right and those are the sounds that's created from your mouth your throat is the cave the the teeth are the rocks on the cave your tongue is the fish right and inside that cave is every all the water you are right so down at the bottom it's all water language but we've okay. developed a, a way of influencing other people's water by using the vibrations in the air right and this is a much newer language than water languages because water language is just everywhere you see it in the bible they, they talk about how the spirit of God moved over the face of the water. It's like, well, when did you create the water? He separated the water from the land, but where did the water come from? You look at the, I believe it's the Enuma Elish, and they talk about the dark waters of, of reality as being the very first thing. So this water language is the very first thing. It's the watery nature of the entire universe before anything is formed, right? So when you think yeah. about it that way, you can think about, when you talk to yourself in your mind, that's water language, right? If someone understands the words that are coming from your mouth, that's water language. That's moving the water within them, right? And so when you understand that the goal of air language is to influence the water language, then you can start to work your life around that, right? So for instance, mean, yeah. subconscious realms, the way to achieve better things in your life is not to have negativity negative self-talk will start to make your body literally hurt if you're only thinking in negative concepts your body will start to ache it's going to influence your nerves it's going to influence your muscles right the dough itself will start to degrade if the hole is filled with negativity yeah it's that's going to be your intent isn't it a negative intent so Right. Well, it doesn't even have to be negative intent. You could just be seeing negative images all day. That's going to move your water yeah. in a very negative way. Yeah. Right. But what really interesting, mate. That, I love it. That, that water is universal. So the very first person it's going to affect is you. So if yeah. you've got negative thoughts and emotions towards other people, you're going to be hurting yourself. And you can see this best when you're active all day long, right? When you're, yes. when you're hustling your butt off, you, when you're working your ass off and you've got negative thoughts and emotions going through your head, you will instantly feel worse. But if you're saying out loud things you do not believe, like this is the best day ever, I'm doing better than ever, I'm feeling yeah. better than ever, you will feel better than ever. It's yeah. that yeah. simple. And once you start to feel that in yourself, you can start to project that on your thought, on your on your plans, on your other magic. Because if you're if you're totally focused on those negative things, you're not going to have any other magic. You're not going to be able to create other illusions. Yeah, it's going to be reflective into it. You'd be like, people will be able to no doubt feel that from you as well. Right, they're definitely going to feel it from you, yeah. and it's going to take them down too. You know, so they'll they'll avoid you like the plague, and that's your water communicating with their water without even using any air language. Yeah, it's uh, it really is fascinating when you look at it. Really is right, and so 
when you understand those three definitions right there, you can start to actually make positive changes in your life that nobody else is thinking about, right? They're just thinking yeah. about how do I get through this day or how do I buy that thing or how do I, right? But if you're thinking, how do I start using water language to improve my own life? How do I start using water language to improve the lives around me? Your life will be brought up yeah. in a very real physical way. It's going to affect the dough, not just the whole. I think it's like, like the way you just descri described that then, mate. It, it ties, ties in with, uh, with the series. But no doubt, especially season one, like you said, I think there's a, you, there's, there's a clear di difference in seasons. Um, it'd just be interesting to to see like what was the old um, what was the reason for for I mean yeah it's bound to be changing it's a storyline isn't it but I wonder what the what the main goal was through each season what what was well, it do you think um, I think I think the main goal in the first season was to try and show that there are other dimensions that we're moving through all the time. That's brilliant, it's, that it's, Yeah, it's, it's totally showing you what those other dimensions can be. And then the other seasons kind of fall off because once they go into those dimensions, then it becomes sort of formulaic, right? It's like, well, I've seen this before in the first season. I, I saw this before. And they're just coming up with other ways of showing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Right. Which is sort of the way reality works, but at the same time, it's not as entertaining. So that's that's why I feel it. Felt. But uh, to go back to the motions, particularly now, ancient man was always engaging in motions at liminal parts of the year, parts of the year that marked a difference from one season to the next. Right. So you would have um, dances on the equinox. You would have, you know, dances on on uh, uh, the, oh, I forgot what they're called, but the, the places between the equinoxes, right? So the spaces between the spaces, they would try and mark those occasions so that you could have a concrete understanding of the past and a concrete understanding of where you're going, right? So having right. that liminality marked in them the same way that it marked in nature. So at the end of the, at the, at the spring, that's when they would have the new year. Right. But when they switched from the Gregorian calendar to the Julian calendar, they moved it back into the middle of winter, back to January 1st. Right. And th this is where you get the idea of April Fool's from, is because at the end of March, that's when the new year was for the rural people. And in uh, the Julian system, those people were called April Fools because they yeah. were still going along with the old calendar. It was a mockery of rural people for going along with nature instead of going along with whatever the authorities came up with. And if, if you don't think there's a massive conspiracy to screw over humanity, just look at the calendar. Right? They've screwed everything up. If you look at the, the word October, octa means eight in Latin, right? It's not the eighth month anymore. It's the tenth month. It doesn't make any sense according to its own etymology. Right, November, uh, ninth month, Decca, tenth month. You see this over and over again. What they're trying to do is unbalance you so that you're less dependent on the forces of nature, the thing that you can know 
100% exists, as anybody on Earth knows, is that nature around them, even though it is a, an illusion, it's a more solid illusion than anything the authorities come up with. Seemingly, mate. <laughs> is there anything concrete that they come up with? Right. And so this is the this is the problem, isn't it? Right, and it's been going on every year. They're trying to put another head on this giant, right? The World Economic Forum is trying to put a head on the total giant in every country, not just one country. This is the head that they want for everybody. And if you take a real close look at it, you see how insane that head is before it's even been fully mounted yet. Yeah, I get you, mate. We, we really don't have a shot in hell if, if they do get what they want and everybody has to go along with their agenda. Now, they might have five or six other agendas down the pipe, but I, I guarantee you none of them are going to be worth a shit, right? So even after their first agenda clears and their second agenda clears and their third agenda clears, anything they come up with is going to be made of the same shit that they're trying to pile on top of our heads. Do you, do you do you honestly believe that things will change for the better for us in our broad benefit, or do you think it's just going to continuously just be bombarding, pounding us with just about as much bullshit as we could possibly? Well, that's that's this is why I'm going into the portals, right? Because the portals and the movements and the idea that you can change your own reality. You can speak to the waters outside of yourself. These are the ways out of the illusions that have been created for you. Now, we don't have a very long time on this earth, but what you can do is you can start the process of using the portals and the water language to move in the direction you want to go. They can heap all the shit on you that they want to. It's not going to stick. Yeah, I think that... uh... That sounds realistic, that mate. Um, I just think right. there's the only so much. The pile on you is just as illusionary as you know any of the negative self-talk you have, and you can get rid of that negative self-talk just by just by changing what you say and how you communicate to your own waters. Yeah, you've got a point. You hit the nail on the head, there, mate. Um, I mean, it's like anything. We've there's always a choice. Which, which choice you choose at that time, um, it makes a difference. I think, you know, what's right and what really is wrong. Because I guess uh, everything potentially is right and everything potentially could be wrong. It's just, you've just got to make that decision. And there's only you could make it. Mate. I think you know what I'm on about. Yeah. It's just, it feels like there is a, there's a lacking from, from progression or from them wanting us to progress no matter what it is we do you would think naturally you want to evolve and, and progress but they don't want they don't want that for us no no what they want is they want to maintain control power. yeah right. keep control and the way that they manipulation they maintain power is by putting us off balance by you know tipping our boat i love that i love that you know and Unfortunately, that's just not the way it works. In reality, you stabilize your own boat. They've never stabilized your boat. They've always been this easy. The only difference is now they have to come out of the shadows because 
things are not going well for them either. Right? Yeah, yeah that is clear as fucking night and day, mate. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, do you think uh, money is a water language or an air language? You know, my, 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 you know, to think that's a really good question, that because I think guess, about the, think about I the, guess the terms that they use, right? You, you store your money in a bank, it's currency, right? If you look at it, all of the terms talking about money has to do with water. It's a so, point, though, actually, yeah. Right, and we share in the total money awesome our bills. Yeah. I, well, that's the I, thing. Like The bills in your pocket become worth less and less once they print up more. So when they print up more, it affects the whole ocean. You get a flood. The inflation is, is the water rising. You don't yeah. want the waters to rise. You want them to be balanced. So you know, money itself is a water language. It's how water speaks to itself. Yeah, I think we got yeah. we got to be able to hear it so that our waters can resonate and figure out the way we should be going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 mate, I love this uh, with 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 money. It's one of those uh, a lot of a lot of the alternative agenda yeah, is revolves around money. Uh, I, I, quite a lot of people might disagree with that. Well, that's fair enough, I understand. We've all got our own beliefs. You know, I respect everybody else's. So, you know, we've all, like I said, we've all got a choice. We've all got our own beliefs. I think, I think it can be very evil money. But oh, not, not so much money itself. I think is whoever's in control of it is, um, it's just, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have money. Come but on. that's the thing. Is is there anybody in charge yeah. of the whole ocean? <laughs> You've got a point, mate. Yeah, that's the thing you would think. You would think because um, money gets hold of people. I mean, you go on about drugs uh, or whatever it is. There's always a problem yeah. with something, but money is a huge problem. The the most successful languages that that can emerge are the water languages because it speaks to itself. Right. And so yeah, what yeah. they try and do is they try and get everybody in the same ocean and then start to mess with the tide. Right. So at first, money seems like a great idea. This is, a, you know, it's more efficient. We can we can travel using this instead of having all of the stuff that we got to trade for. You know, all of the stuff that we value is that ocean. So you can call it an abstraction of value. That's what money is, basically. We're abstracting the idea that we want certain things and that we need certain things and that we can trade for them. That's that's great. But then you have to understand that there's a lot of bugs in our subconscious and those bugs in our subconscious are going to manifest in that money that we're creating because it's a, a representation of the values that we have. Exactly, mate. But that an extraction of value. Um... That's an extraordinary quote, and I love it, mate. It, all this makes sense, but and, you know, people might think, "Well, what's this got to do with um, a television series?" You, you have to watch it to be able to understand. 
Uh, but well, you know, this, here's a good example. this as a little introduction. Here's a good example from the show. While they're locked in these cages, the thing that unites all of them, even though they're separated, is the water that's flowing through those cages. That's how yeah, they communicate yeah. with one another. Yeah, that's it's how like a stream, to, like a little stream, isn't it? Yep, yeah, th- that's how they that's how they clean out. That's how this uh, evil guy cleans out their cages. Is he's got water flowing through the bottom so that he can, you know, more efficiently get the job done. Now yeah. expand that allegory out, and you can see that water that's flowing through the cages, like the value that we have and the money that we have. Yeah. Right. It's the same idea. It's the same water language. They pass notes to each other using water language. They do all the rest of this stuff. It's water speaking to itself over and over again. How does he kill them? He drowns them in water, right? He drowns them in water and then brings them Crazy. back. Because that's the water speaking to itself, right? And there's so many different aspects of water that we don't even realize or incorporate into our everyday lives that, you know, was found hundreds of years ago, but are now just now becoming acceptance. Like, uh, there's a fourth state of water. You've got solid, liquid, and gas, but there's a fourth state of water, which is called um, the easy zones or exclusionary zone. Anything that goes into water has an exclusionary zone formed from the water molecules around it, right? And this is slightly different from the surrounding uh, water. That, okay. that zone that's created could have a massive impact on the medicines we use, on on the vaccines they shove in your body and everything else. But scientists, even though they fully admit that it exists now and it changes the pH of the water, it literally changes the pH of the water, they don't want to use it and incorporate it because it's just going to be too much work for them to go back over their equations and reevaluate the place they came from because everything comes from water, right? But it's the only way any blood pumps through our body. It's the only way that um, our cells can can do what they do. Exclusionary zones go down to the most basic parts of all life, but yet they don't even teach it. It's not even part of their agenda. They don't care. Yeah, so they, don't, they, don't care. Zones, they don't care about us. Right. Well, they don't even care about themselves. At this point, it's just a pure pursuit of power, which is ultimately suicidal. Right? Because they don't have control over themselves. If they did, they would probably take these things into consideration, but they don't. So, excuse yeah, me. Uh, it's a good example. Reevaluate, mate. Right. To reevaluate, you have to be aware that there's a hole. They don't believe there's a hole. They believe it's dough all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Yes, mate. I so, guess this is a, I, got, I mean, this is a huge compliment, this, mate. When, uh, when, when we said what the topic would be, this this isn't what I expected. This is um, by far fucking an extraordinary amount of um, more than what I expected. Basically, this well, is brilliant, you. mate. This perspective is fucking brilliant. You really thank have. You. You've got to. Um, if nobody's watched the 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 OA, you just give it a chance. It is well worth it, and then. And then you, you might 
fully understand what um, what this discussion's about because it, it, I mean, like I said, it's not often you get a program that's so. Uh, I mean, to me, it was it had like um, almost magnetic. It was. I mean, I love anything weird anyway. But with with his interpretation of these dimensions, it's like something similar, I guess. You know, like on Stranger Things, how there's the other dimensions, and you can clearly tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and you can clearly, but this is subtle, and the way it's the way it's written, it's just very different and very unique. Right. And I think. And you know what I mean, don't you? You know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can I can tell you exactly what makes it different, and it's the water language, right? And. The water language is, is, is used most commonly in propaganda, right? Good propaganda. Good propaganda really speaks to your waters. Like, yeah. take uh, the original Star Wars, for instance, right? What they were trying to do there is create a, a perfect representation of the uh, hero's journey, right? And in doing so, that spoke to people on a, a subconscious level. And that subconscious level is the water speaking to itself and having those elements all come together and create this experience, you know, is, is, is part of good water language, good water language. Like, for instance, sound travels underwater much faster than it does in the air. Right. So when water is speaking to itself, it does so on a much quicker, more efficient level than anything you'll see above the water because it's speaking through the water itself, right? In, in air language, it bounces off of stuff. It goes, but when it's in the water, it goes straight through the water. It doesn't, it <laughs> doesn't bounce. It goes, you know, I mean, it does bounce. And a lot of fish use that to their advantage. A lot of uh, mammals use that to their advantage, but it comes back at so much quicker rate too, right? So it's this, thickness and this fluidity that causes the efficiency of the things moving through it and a lot of people yeah, it's, don't study one it's, right yeah it's like um, it's like it, it it becomes one right exactly separate and then you know it just just has to touch and it becomes one and and that's why it's so powerful it, this is exactly. the this doa is a to me, that the message, what what it is intense on delivering, it is powerful. Right. It, See, it really is brilliant. There was no reason for, there was no reason for any of them to have any hope. Like if you look at their situation down in that basement, there was absolutely no reason for any of them to have hope. The idea that they would have hope was so far, would be beyond my comprehension because I'm stuck in a basement and this guy's killing me over and over and over again. You know, the very idea of it be completely ridiculous if they weren't operating on a different frequency, right? That, yeah. that change in frequency, that represents the first step on that bridge to a different reality, right? And we can do that yeah. easily. We can do that easily. We've got to get rid of that negative self-talk and just take that first step on the bridge, you yeah. know? That's how we do it. And we got to look for the liminal nature of things, right? The the limiting factors and the the lines between places. Some of the most powerful Greek gods were gods 
of uh, liminality, the spaces between spaces, right? You got Hermes, you got um, uh, Parappas, you've got all these other ones that, that make up the lines between things, and then they end up becoming forgotten because people don't have that, that original water language, right? So yeah, yeah, the yeah. day you say, it's all Greek to me. Well, yeah, it is because you're not going for the deeper meaning. You're not looking at the water language. What you're doing is you're just looking at the words they were using, all the air language they were using. And that doesn't actually tell you anything. A lot, a lot more people are getting into the, the basic fundamentals of what they were saying now, but that's because they're not the scientists. They're not the materialists. They're not looking at the dough. They're trying to examine the whole. And it's very interesting to me that the word whole itself could be taken with the WH and completely change the context. You've got a point there, mate. I never even that's brilliant. I never even looked at it. And you've got you know, a point. I love it. <laughs> does infinity exist within nothing? And that's the ultimate duality. That's where we create all of the illusions from is when we realize that the infinity exists within nothingness. It's ex nihilo. It's from nothing we can create. Yeah. And it's just that simple. Nothing. <laughs> nothing we can yeah. create. That's sort of the, the thing that makes us human. This is why uh, AI will never get to that point is because it's not ex nihilo. It's not from yeah, nothing. You know yeah, it's, it's funny you should mention um, AI. That has been... It's been a topic that's, you know, he's, he's growing, and, and rightly so. You have a lot of, um, fucking hell, mate, let's face it. I mean, what I've heard is fucking dogs. Dogs on streets, potentially. What's all that? You know, that would not be good. You couldn't even, you couldn't even have, can you have a conversation with a dog anyway? No. <laughs> Obviously, there's going to be somebody behind it controlling it i'm used to say it's going to be some cunt right well it was just tell bent on on want to kill some innocent kid or whatever no it, is, what it yeah. is no matter look, look at how they look at how they describe um electricity i don't know if you've ever taken an electrical engineering class before but I've not they describe no. they describe electricity in terms of flow rates as if yeah. it's water because the basic principles of water that still govern electricity. So when I'm saying you need to learn how to speak the water language better, you're already fluent in it. Each and every one of us are already fluent in water language. That's not an issue. We have to become more fluent. We have to learn more vocabulary. We have to learn more of the water language so that we can communicate. Even when there's a cunt on the other side of that, he won't have power over us. Yeah. Because yeah. we can speak to the waters better than they can speak through the air. You understand what I mean? They're yeah, always, I get you, the mate, materialists yeah, yeah. are always going to be interested in the air language. That's all they know. They don't yeah, even yeah. accept that the water language exists, even though they, they've told themselves in their head that the water language doesn't exist, which proves that the water language exists. It's always, <laughs> it's always water yeah. talking to itself. You know, and you can do basic exercises to get more fluent in the water language, but you have to know it's out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, you know, it. It's like a, 
it's like everything else. That, right, that, that, that's the, we don't believe it, so I don't think it's the, I can't see it. It is the, I think this is definitely one of those challenging. Well, um, let's do let's do an exercise right now, all right? Let's do an exercise in Waterline. Just, just to pre-warn you, mate, my brain's already slightly melted, so. It's okay. Well, this is, this is so simple. <laughs> this is so simple. All right. We're not going to say this out loud, but on the count of three, we're going to think to ourselves, who said that? Ready? One, two, three. Now, who said that? Did you say it? Did another voice in your head say it to you? Did you? Are there two people inside your head having a conversation? Who said that? No. <laughs> Do you know, mate, there's probably multiple people talking in my head all the time and I don't realise it. Right, but you have to be able to know yes. what is the voice what you mean, of mate. yourself and what is the voice from someone else. And once you can start doing that, you can start to break that programming on an individual okay. level. And when you can do it on an individual level, that water, whether you want it to or not, is going to speak to itself across many, many, many people. Yes. I love the right, idea, so mate. I love it. It's just, you, you have to think water speaking to itself. What does that look yeah. like in this situation? What does that look like here? Because once you find it, and once you know exactly what that means in that situation, you can start to change it. You can speak to that water, and that water can start yeah. speaking to you. This is what the gods were, right? They were the water language, right? This is why people express themselves in these things and my personal belief is that the rustic gods of ancient greece were the originals and that all the gods you've heard of in titanomachy and all the rest of the stories about them those were created by urbanites trying to use the original water language to influence other people yeah you see what i mean yeah. I think yes once you get a hold of that concept the, the urban is always trying to copy the rural, even though they hate the rural. They're always trying to copy it to their own benefit. And that's what we're going through now is that, well, the rural population had to have money so that they could trade their goods and get those goods into the cities. Right. And so they created these ideas of nations and cities and cities are the very first Ponzi scheme. Just think about it for a second. Cities are the very first Ponzi scheme. The people in the middle are the only ones who are benefiting as they drag in people from the outskirts and tell them they can have all this stuff. And where do people go in places, you know, like rural communities? Oh, I got to get out. I got to go to the city. I got to see if I can make something of myself. One out of every five of those people might make something out of themselves and everybody else is forced to work for the same people who control the city. Right, yeah. so they have to continually reabsorb the original concepts that people get from nature so that they can use it to their own benefits. Well, yeah, unfortunately, that has an expiration date because they're not actually producing anything of value, they're just promising things of value. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't understand why, why they have that, that mindset. You'd think that there was something, I mean, let's face it, mate, creating something on this level of entertainment it is, it's extraordinary, mate. 
absolutely. Just having having the ability, because it's I mean it's it's like an art form, isn't it? But I think well, it's I like think it's anything. An it's yeah. an integration of so many other ideas that pre-existed it into a into a story yes. that people can understand and absorb. You know, I'm not saying illusions are bad, but illusions can be used to show deeper truths. Right? Illusions aren't bad or good. You know? Yeah. If yeah. if who's who's the biggest villain from the Star Wars universe? Is it the Emperor? Right. Or is it right. George Lucas for creating the emperor? <laughs> right. right, that's fucking that's brilliant. That that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, and you've got a point. Me, I've always been um, like out of any series, any films, I've always been attracted to um, the, the the bad ones. Uh, air quotes. I've always had them like a Darth Vader, etc. That that kind. Do you know? I like horror films. There's nothing right. wrong with that. It's just my. That's what I like. Every we all like different things. Right. I'm more attracted to, to the. <laughs> the key to understanding those bad ones is seeing them in yourself. Right. There's ah. there's nothing wrong with it when you can see and understand exactly how their obsessions and their and their guilt and their and their shame has led them to being yeah. such terrible people. When you can understand that's in you, and you don't have to follow the same path. You can use your own waters to change yeah. the course of the river. Love that, mate. And you're right. This is strange in how we we're attracted to to the things where we are. Like, no doubt you'll be attracted to some things. Well. Nah, I might not be attracted to it, but like you said, doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Right. It's just but another this, reason. Yeah, yeah, basically it's just, just another perspective. But I am not just saying it now, and I'm sure you can vouch for this, that the, the OA is definitely, definitely worth watching. You'll be surprised. Um, I give it a chance, and, you know, I'm going to watch it again soon. <laughs> But yeah, it is. Uh, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, and I think um, back to the movements again, like yeah, yeah. dancing itself, right? Like the movements that they were doing that that they used to accomplish these different things that she used to to bend the bullets into herself instead of having them, you know, strike any of the children at the well, you know, spoiler alert. But uh, at the end. They used the movements because they had no other tool. They were completely without hope, and they said, let's do this. We've got no other choice. Might as well try it. And in that, in that moment where they chose to act instead of do nothing, they changed the fates of so many other people around them. They chose not to be helpless. That choice is part of that, that water language. Once you've got that ability to speak to yourself on that level and say it's not a hopeless situation, I can act now. You can yeah. change the outcome of events, and this this goes into dancing itself. Dancing is a water language, even though you see it moving through space and everything. It connects to people without saying a word. Right. It's always a choice, like we said, mate. Yeah. Yeah. 
what you're doing when you're dancing is you're changing the flow of energy around you, right? And that's what they're accomplishing in these moments is they're changing the flow of energy around them, which is the most basic thing anybody can do if they realize that they have the ability to speak in one of the languages. Because that is, that's basically when you've got nothing left, that's what you've got left. You can change the energy around yourself. Yeah, it's, it's a fasc- you know, fascinating move. There's exercises for that too, you know. I mean, I, I go into um, meditations while I'm driving trucks just by singing. And I've found a good way of ah, Very singing. interesting that way. Right. And I found a way of singing that actually reverberates and uses your own energy fields. Well, let me, let me give you this as a for instance. Like when you hear music, and you feel a tingle in your spine. Do you know what they call that? Is there any word for that in Western culture? Um, do you mean do you mean like when they say somebody's walked over your grave? Is that is that the kind of thing that you mean? Similar you to like, that. Right. But I'm I'm not more, not sure, mate. It's more visceral. You kind of feel the hairs on your body kind of switch directions. And it feels like a tingle in your spine. Like when you're listening to music and it's really connecting with you, you can almost feel it moving up your spine into your head. They yeah, call it I know what you mean. Energy. Kundalini kundalini energy. energy. Yeah, that's yeah. what they call it in uh, other civilizations. It's a very weak form of kundalini energy, but it's so, sort of the same idea there, right? That kundalini energy can go up, down, left, right, anywhere you want it to go as long as you can get into the reverberation aspect of it, right? And being able to reverberate it as simple as as using rising tones and lowering tones. When you use lowering tones, you'll feel the tingle come from the top of your head down to your spine. And when you use rising tones, you'll feel the tingle come from your spine and your legs up to the top of your head, right? Using that ability to 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 master the reverberation of the flow of energy within your own body will start to break up the tension and some of the the stress you feel that causes that negative self-talk right because when you can start to move the energy within your body you can change your attitude at will at will yeah i love this right so well I'll give you an example if you want. I can actually sing yes, what I sing sure. in the truck. All right, so there's a rustic Greek god called Aristeus. And that translates... Aristeus. Aristeus, yes. He is the god of cheese and honey. He cheese is the master of, Yeah, he's the master of all rustic arts, right? So you're talking about woodworking. You're talking about... Um, being a shepherd, you're talking about, you know, all these other things, all the rustic arts is his domain. They call him the rustic Apollo. I think he was before Apollo and they just created Apollo based off of his story. And they said he went on this massive journey across all these different lands. I think they were worshiping him in those lands originally and they just created a story around it, you know, sort of to centralize the narrative. That's, that's what the urbanites are always trying to do is centralize the narrative, get it all down in one story, one location so that they can manage any of the worship of that thing, any of the, the mastery of that thing, right? So I'll start by um, doing a descending tone so that I can get the 
uh, energy flowing down my spine, right? So I'll go, Aristeus, and then keep going down, right? In doing that, you'll feel that, that tingle coming down the spine. It's sort of like bringing uh, strength down from the heavens, right? Now, Aristeus yeah. is associated with this one uh, ritual. It was in a, uh, a story about him. Well, it wasn't really about him. They just sort of shoved it in at the end. That was called the Begonia ritual. The Begonia ritual is interesting, really interesting. What they would do is they would take the best bull out from the fields and take him into the shed. And in this shed, there was no windows, no, and uh, they would lock the door, and they would have, uh, I think it was like five or six guys, beat that yeah. bull to death with, um, uh, with clubs while he's in the shed. Right? Now, if you can right. imagine... This would be very difficult, especially considering how big a bull is and how many people there are inside that shed beating it to death with clubs. And I, I assume that there would be a lot of injuries from this, right? So it's not an easy thing to beat a bull to death inside of a tiny shed. You can think about a bull in a china shop. That would be even harder, yeah. right? And what would happen is they would leave that in the shed with all the doors and windows closed for six weeks. And at the end of the six weeks, they would open it up and inside the bull's corpse, inside of its horns, inside of its bones, bees would come out. The bees would go out and make honey and produce hives. And that begonia ritual would show that there is a way to bring structure to that strength, right? The strength of the bull would be reborn in the structure of the beehive. Yeah. Now, a lot of scientists uh, scientific types talk about, oh, this, this shows that ancient man believed in spontaneous generation, that these uh, bugs would come from the meat instead of being, you know, put into the meat, like so many other superstitions. But I, I don't think so. I think they knew it was a divine ritual. I, I think they knew that this was the alchemical process of bringing structure to the strength. Which surprised me. Right? So, after saying Aristeus and bringing that energy down, you can um, say Bugonia, and it brings the energy back up, and you can feel it in your spine coming up. And this will reverberate oh. the energy between those two phrases based off of those tones. And those tones can actually help you to feel your energy circulating in your body. Is this what you would um, you you would put this at the end of your uh, your ritual? Well, right, but you know, ritual is all the time. So if you yeah. need energy, if you need to uh, bring that uh, power and and become more fluent in that water language, you can start with yourself, and by circulating that energy, you make fresher water. Right? You don't want stagnant water that stagnant water within you is is devoid of that movement energy and so you've got to move it around so that you can get to the place where you can step on that bridge into a different state of mind All right yeah. just a couple of exercises i like to do that yeah, sort yeah. Of help me out and and use that energy and you don't have to be a good singer but you do have to say something it's the act of doing something that changes yeah. the reality around you. It, it makes sense to have that uh, interaction of 
you know, like you're saying, the, that musical aspect of it. Absolutely. I love it, mate. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people could really, really benefit from thinking about that water language and how it applies to themselves and finding their own ways to use it because it's one of those things. It's a hard universal. Once you can see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, like I said, I, I think we've probably both lost count how many times that you've got to watch the OA. You really do. It's brilliant. <laughs> it really is. I think, say, you, you watch that and you just appreciate how much I appreciate you for coming on the show and describing it because your perspective on, on how you see the, the series is it's fucking brilliant, mate. Well, thank you. Spot on. Um, I'm proper, and I'm sure for those who have seen it, I'm sure they'll appreciate just how much hard work you have put into to your own research in this. But, mate. Well, to be honest, it's not a lot. That was of hard brilliant. Work. Once you see, once you see water language, and once you understand these basic definitions, you are a donut. Think of yourself as a donut. It starts to simplify things, and when you can simplify things, that's called abstracting. When you can abstract the situation, you can start to find other abstract ideas that you can use to get out of that situation or improve yeah. that situation. Yeah, you, you gotta have a different, uh, a different view on uh, the entirety of everything. It's all about perspective. Yes, mate. Uh, I love it. I mean. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I am actually going to watch it again tonight. We'll start watching it. Let's wait, wait till um, the coast is clear, and then I'm going to be on it again. You got it's it. Just Absolutely. So, it's just so interesting how, how somebody, the whole idea of this, this story, it's just so interesting. And the type as well, like how things are at the minute with society in, in, in general. Yeah, let's face it's, it, mate. It's a fucking. The illusions mess, have become so concrete that people think that there's no way out of it, and they keep sharing these yeah. same illusions over and over again, but they're not real. Well, this you is it, mate. It's all about. We are as one, and we're all in this together. I say right. this. I say this often. We're all in this together, and things start making more sense when when we can have conversations, because there's always a choice. It's just, to me, super interesting when you hear somebody else's choice. Sometimes it's the same as yours. Sometimes it's not. But still, having conversations where you're um, just finding out just something different, what somebody else sees, it is. We live in a remarkable world, mate. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, the things that work for you might not work for other people, but the great part about water True. language is that the abstractions can pass over the physical boundaries, right? So the abstractions of how to get out of a place or the abstraction of how to feel in a certain scenario can pass, even though those scenarios can be completely different. And the solution that the other person comes up with is completely different, right? It's that multifaceted of a reality that we can we can communicate on a much deeper level than we ever possibly thought existed. And the only way that we can get to that point is by understanding that it does exist. Yeah, exactly, mate. That you can change it. 
Yes. Indeed. Um, right, mate, I'm just checking the time now. I think... That, I can't thank you enough for coming on. But before you go, mate, um, you please you want to let everybody know where they can get hold of you if they've got any questions or, you know... Sure. I'm on Instagram link, right now. You just go to Headless Giant and you'll find me. Um, I've got a lot of time and not a lot of uh, content on there. So just uh, message me if you want to get in contact. Um, me and uh, General Lee both uh, listened to the Occult Rejects. Oh, so yes. That's, that's yes. sort of what got me into, uh, you know, thinking differently about my situation, thinking differently about how I got here. And, you know, they focus on the Kabbalah, but, you know, if you look at the Kabbalah, you have to see it as sort of like the waterfall, you know, the waterfall coming down from the, the, the biggest water of them all, right? And as it falls, it, here's another thing, like when they talk about chakras in the body and they relate that to the um, Kabbalah and things like that, yeah. what those chakras are, are pockets of resistance, just like electricity. I, a light bulb is a resistor, you know, a microwave, a TV, they're all resistors. They put that electricity to work, the electricity that is ambient, that is around you all the time. So if you focus on fixing your chakra system, using energy to move it around those chakra systems and get them working again, they can actually be functional for you on an energetic level instead of just bringing you down. That's why everything has a positive and negative aspect. You know, you plug something yes, in that makes yes. the wrong connection, it's going to short out your entire house. Yeah. So having that awareness is very key to to how you change your own situation. I love that, mate. Absolutely. But yeah, what, and, what, uh, what if you want a part two, I'm available. So. Oh, mate, that goes. That's not even a question. We will have a part two. Please, please, we need a part two. Uh, but yeah, I'll include your links. Uh, anything at all you want added to show notes, mate, just drop it on a DM and I'll, I'll get that added. But uh, I really, really appreciate you coming on. I'm going to rewatch it. Like I said, I want to hopefully start tonight. But we will uh, keep an eye out for that water language. Part two, mate. Part two. Uh, thanks again, mate. I'm going to stop recording now, though, mate. Thank you. six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.